Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, welcome to The Spiritual Awakener. Thank you so much for joining us today. On this show, what you're going to find is everyday people like myself and like you with their incredible stories of how they spiritually awakened and now serve the collective. I can't wait to have my next guest, Natalie Cowell. I've known her for quite a while and uh, we've become friends and kindred spirits. And I really want you to hear her story. But before I do that, if you have an awakening story that you want to share with me and you want to share on this podcast, please contact me at susankennard.co.uk. Okay, so here we are. It's a beautiful sunny day here in the UK. And I'd like to welcome my favorite guest here, <laughs> Natalie Cowell. <laughs> How are you today, Natalie? Hello, Susan. Yes, I'm really well. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me along. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for joining us. So can you help us understand your journey? And what was the pivotal, pivotal moment for you where you realized that there was so much more to you than just this physical body? Yeah. Yes, I think, uh, as, as you know, I had, uh, after my first daughter, this was 11 years ago now, I suffered from postnatal depression and I had became um, chronic insomnia. And a year into that, I just got so low emotionally, mentally, physically. I went to my doctor and the doctor said about going to mindfulness classes. So I took that and that was the, the moment I moved out of, of the way I was living. And then that meditation, that mindfulness training, I became a teacher trainer, moved into meditation, moved into without even realizing, opened up and came into prayer and my heart opened up and I connected in a way that I never thought possible. I was raised Catholic, but I moved out of that, became agnostic and I didn't surround myself with anybody in the spiritual world. And then when I moved back into that space, it felt very different from anything I'd ever experienced before. It felt very connected, very unified. I felt deeply loved my body was light I feel now the more I step into that space and really have claimed it with authenticity and it's who I am I feel radically different from where I was 11 years ago where I was that person on the floor in the kitchen crying so I'm, I'm grateful for that moment and everything's been changed and keeps changing and, the, and it's interesting you're saying about religion, you know, I was also brought up um, not in a religious household, but definitely the Sunday school, you know, we went to Sunday school and things like that. And it's quite interesting how I think when you are pushed into it, of course, it was a choice, a sole choice at the time in this lifetime. But when you're pushed into it, there is almost like, well, your soul knows and your sense knows, your whole inner being knows that is not necessarily who we truly are. And then what happens, exactly what you've said, is that you just like completely push that away. And, and I see this more and more, you know, with people where they're telling me stories of where they literally just shut the door on it. And this is what we would say, wouldn't we? What it is a part of us that felt disconnected from source. Mm. And that's from protection, really, isn't it? Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, we have those experiences. But it's fascinating about, you know, you saying you almost had to go to the depths of mm the lowest point that you could go to mm. so that you could rise up. So yeah. Talk about that a bit more. Yeah. So at that lowest point, when I thought actually that it's, it's, um, it's easy for me not to be here for everybody around me, I did call out for help. I, thought, I, I, I can't do this now and people around me can't do anything for me either. So that's when I called out for help. And 
I didn't have like the moment, the, the, that instant moment of change but and revelation, but I definitely, it was for me the right steps forward, opening up just perfectly right for me. And in reflection, I can see that that timeline was absolutely was, yes, was perfect in every single way. And also for those around me to accept how I was changing, you know, it was good for their journey also. It's been profound and it's 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 dictated now how I am in my own, my personal life and how I want to be in my work, in all my meetings with everybody I meet, how I start my day, how I finish my day and what I what choose to transmit out into the world. And so it's really what, I, what I'm really hearing, and obviously the guides are talking all the time to me, but what I'm hearing is that it wasn't only a hearing, healing journey for you, but it was a healing journey for your family and those mm. around you as well. So an opening of the heart, the heart field really yeah. for everybody. That's right. As you know, my sister passed away a year and a half ago now. She came on this journey with me. And when she passed over, she went with the peace and the love that she didn't experience for many years of her life and that connection to herself and to, to everything around her. So her journey changed and it just keeps moving out. Her son's journey has changed and he's a beautiful boy. My children are exceptionally linked in and connected in a way that I, I didn't have at that age. It's so I think it just, yeah yeah, 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 it spirals out and it's a beautiful thing to watch because you give and you receive every day. It's, it's, yeah. it's astonishing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so how do you use that you know that beautiful gift that you have now within you of unconditional love of yourself essentially and you've understood that you know we are all one you are me I am you (laughs) and anyone listening uh to the show that may be just thinking about well it's spiritual awakening so maybe I'm going to have a listen to this and see what this is all about you know because we know that the doors are opening now don't we for people to understand a bit more who they are yeah what would you say to anybody that um, has had a really difficult experience like you had where you felt actually life, I just can't be here in this 3D reality. I can't, you know, I can't be here. What mm. would you say to people? Well, the thing I did at that time is was I realized I wasn't strong enough on my own and I handed it up and over and I called out. I did call out for help and I sort of lifted, if, if that makes sense. I kind of thought I need something bigger than me to take this from me I can't do this on my own so I think it was that willingness to just open up that just for the purpose of 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 anybody listening that that hasn't had any you know kind of awareness Mm. of spiritual awakening Mm. what would you say when you said you you asked for help um what do you mean I know what you mean yeah I didn't ask for I didn't ask for it from any spiritual sense I just said please I need help I, I would I just opened up to any possibility of help and maybe it came in a secular form as in my doctor said start the mindfulness course and it was that doing of that there's the slowing down of my mind the opening up to the right brain thinking you know the letting flow happen and letting go of, of I think when I when I was more secular I was far too analytical I didn't experience I rationalized I was too logical I was uh, embarrassed to even think there could be a possibility of something else and then when I started doing meditation and I started feeling truly experiencing it's experiential it's not it's not logical and it's that experiential that opened my heart and it's that experiential and the allowing of it just a simple curiosity so if anybody was in that situation just allowing that simple curiosity that maybe there is something else and you can connect to it you know I know my synchronicity was I kept seeing uh what's it called um not mindfulness but transcendental meditation yeah and I kept seeing adverts for transcendental meditation everywhere and it was like well okay you're trying to tell me something here yeah and yet I wasn't really connected then but I kept seeing it and so I so I kind of was given that 
experience. And if anyone's listening now and they keep seeing one word or they keep feeling that they need to find some peace, then maybe you and I are both real scientific. You know, we're scientists. We like the evidence of everything. And I researched. I researched a lot. Yeah. And um, but then it comes to trust, doesn't it? You know, and then when, you know, what the guides really want for us now and our inner guidance is trusting yeah. that what comes in front of you or whoever comes into your world, or whoever you draw to listen to or work with or experience is perfect for you. Um Absolutely. So, so how do you now help others, Natalie? Yeah, so I, I, I mostly do it in a secular way, but I do do that with an open heart and I always uh, wish a blessing on them before we start. So I think most people I, I work with as clients, they are, they're, I would say they're agnostic, but they are curious. And I think when they start their journey, I've seen people again, it's the same sort of timelines as mine sort of opening up and then that realisation that perhaps there is more. So how do I serve people? I serve them to connect to themselves. I serve them to sort of open up in a non-judgmental way to others. Yeah. I, I realise that through my work, how unworthy people feel yeah. and how disconnected and how little they value themselves or trust themselves. And they don't turn into their own journey. They look to external factors to, to validate themselves. So my, my work really is to just get people to tune in to, to how they feel physically, emotionally, mentally, and move in that journey, in that direction. So the, yeah. I think more authentic we are, the happier we become and we start to let go of those layers of, yeah. that, that, hold us, that, that hold us in bondage, really, okay. don't they? The judgment of ourselves, of others. And so how do you do that? Tell, tell everybody oh, sorry. how you do that. So I always, so I do different work. So let's say I do the, the, the insomnia work or I, it would, I always get people to connect to their body. So we're connecting into the body to have the experience of, of, of feeling that for the first time, perhaps for some people connecting to our, our thinking and taking ownership of that, connecting to our emotions and taking ownership of that, looking then at limiting beliefs, where we come from, looking at sort of values, uh, identity, mission. And so it's slowly unraveling where we are now at like the present state and where perhaps we'd like to move to our desired state. And uh, I'm using tools like a lot of energy tools. Uh, so like EFTs are really good on tapping. Uh, NLP is really good. All bioenergies are really good. Uh, talk therapy. But combining everything together really allows people to connect to themselves, maybe sometimes for the very, very first time and feeling yeah. good about themselves and their possibility. So that's what I yeah. do. I combine those techniques. And how can people get hold of you? So how can they find you? Uh, so my website is flourishsfu.com. My, my details are on that yeah. and uh, it's, did I tell you can I tell you the story quickly why I called it SFU which stands for strength freedom unity yeah. uh, it's because it's quite I got I see birds as messengers and I was working and I wanted to write the website I wanted to call it something that included the individual and us as a collective and so I was thinking what I could do beyond flourish and then a starling tapped on the window which has never happened before and it kept tapping on the window so I thought I quickly google what's the spiritual meaning of starling and it said strength freedom and unity and I thought well that's perfect strength for the individual and freedom and unity to come together as a collective so it became flourish sfu so flourish sfu.com i'm there i'm always um, here to listen to help if i can can they sort of have like a you know a consultation with you before committing? absolutely absolutely and, and if i can do anything over the phone and put pointers where other people maybe they'd be better served i would do that as well and uh, so yeah absolutely consultations over the phone are lovely and so tell us your location 
So can you work, do you work locally? How do you work? Yeah, I work in, mostly in Brighton, but I also do international calls. Yeah, so I, I go to London, but I, I can travel further, but I tend to because I have my sort of priorities as well. They yeah. tend to keep me bound into Brighton a lot because of my children. But yeah, mostly Sussex. You can do international, so you can, Absolutely. You yeah. can do, as we are doing this interview now, Absolutely. and obviously later people yeah. keep just listening to the audio. But um, you can actually work with people as you yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's really effective. It's interesting that things like tapping, as we know, we've both worked together, haven't we, on that? Yeah. It, that works. So working with a client recently in New Zealand, absolutely brilliant. We can work yeah. with the timelines, time zones. It's no issue at all. And you don't actually have to have in the physical space together for yeah. it to connect and work. But all my work is now like this. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any practices. And I think, I think eventually that's how it everyone's going to be sure so that we can all serve everybody sure know, at all times yeah so that's fantastic so is there anything yeah. like as a last word that you would like to say to people because it's such a beautiful story and and so many people have experienced deep trauma mm. that that has led them to a place where perhaps they feel so clouded that they can't see the wood for the trees but actually there's always a light isn't there so what would yeah. you what would you say to anybody who's listening now that has been in this place what would you say to them I would want them to just be very kind and gentle to themselves I'd want them to know that they are worth loving and it's worth living and it's worth exploring that and and to find your path in doing that so if it could you simply be from the secular mindfulness and just doing that and committing to it because the profound change until you start doing it you won't understand so it's experiencing that and there is hope for all of us and we are connected with people that who definitely would be there for you in those moments so reach out hand it over reach out and help will come. That's brilliant, Ashley. Thank you so much. So just the last time, your, your internet's going a little bit, but if you could just say your website again okay. so they can get hold of you and then I'll... I'll yeah, sure. Flourish SFU. Strength, Freedom, Unity. Okay, yeah. SFU. Brilliant. And I'll put that anyway yeah. in the notes afterwards. So you've got that. All right. Okay, so thank you so much, Natalie, for telling us your spiritual awakening and also how you use that now to serve the collective and help other people realize they can really heal themselves. So thank you yeah. for listening. Thank you for being here on the spiritual awakener. If you'd like to contact me, you can find me on susankennard.co.uk and across all social media with the same name. And if you have a spiritual awakening story that you would love to share with us, then please do contact me and I'd love to hear from you. Much love for now. Thank you for joining us and see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to The Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankennard.co.uk.